following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Jesus Christ. That's the thing. Greg and I are just like out of our fucking minds. We saw the fish. We're screaming. We're feral. He's hacking up a tree with a with a hacksaw. I'm swinging an axe. I picture like these neighboring campers coming up with like maybe like drinks. Like oh, I'm gonna go see these neighbors. And as we get closer, they hear us screaming, "Kill your family!" I saw the fish. Ah! And they were just like, "Back to the car, honey. Back to the car." <laughs> if they can run fast enough. Damn, that's scary. Oh boy, oh boy, Greg. I tell you what. What? I had a great time last week hiking up that mountain, building that igloo, camping out in 12 degree weather, building that igloo, hiking up that mountain. My feet are still frozen. That was great. Camping out, building that igloo. It was a lot of work and it was uh, just incredibly cold, I have to tell you. Yeah, for our listeners that don't know this, Greg actually was here in Reno, Nevada with me. We went on a backpacking expedition. Yes. Climbed a mountain like men do. Built an igloo like yeah. men do. Like men do, yeah. And we drank whiskey and ate mushrooms like men do. We do these things not because they're easy, but because we're hard. Yeah. So hard. That's how that goes, right, JFK? That's that's exactly how it goes, yeah. Just fucking killing it is what we're doing. Okay, go ahead. That's right. I uh, went up there and I built this igloo. I don't do a good JFK. Uh, I think he was actually uh, cut from the original script of Brokeback Mountain, thank God. Oh, unlike us. <laughs> no, we were heartily inserted into that script, I think would be the correct way to say it. Yeah, definitely a lot of inserting. Uh, but Greg, I had a great time. I'm glad you came out. I'm glad we experienced oh, I know this you together. Did. Oh. I wish I knew how to quit you. But all backbreaking labors aside, I got something I, I, I got to talk to you about. As fun yeah. as that was, building the igloo, uh, you know, hiking the, the several hundred thousand miles up that mountain, mm-hmm. um, enduring the frigid cold. I think, what was it, like negative 35, something like that? Then? Uh, yeah, negative 48, maybe? Yeah. Uh, 57? Uh, it was, it was 69? Negative 69! Negative 69! Yeah, but at a certain point, uh, you did start to act a little bit strange. Um, well, I mean, we were eating mushrooms. Yeah, sure. And, whatever. Yeah. And, you know, not just in the sense that we were both struggling for warmth. Like, I understand what you did there uh, at about 3 a.m., but it was more um, friction. It was more your overall demeanor, your behavior, uh, your random ramblings, uh, the staring off into the distance, the stroking of the hatchet. I, uh, I, okay. What, what's actually what, what was going through your mind there? I uh, enough. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. No, no recollection, no remembrance no, of any of this. No, 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 Greg. You, you, just, you, you don't remember? Just, uh, you know what? Just no, leave it. Leave it. Just fucking forget about it. Who cares? Kill your family. That's uh, a little tough, but uh, if you say so, um, you were savagely hacking at the trees, building the fire to uh, just tremendous lengths. Scalded your face standing so close. I, I couldn't even pull you back. I'm still um, recovering. Just the mumblings, the ramblings. Uh, you you were speaking in tongues. Just leave it. Leave it alone. Kill your family. I just got to ask you. Uh-huh. Did it have something to do with that hole you were staring down? I, no. 
like no you know what i mean you know which one i'm referring to the The, deep one the the hole that was on top of the mountain the mountain of madness yeah the hole that we drilled down yeah to which i assume was the center of the mountain that deep dark chasm abyss so to speak that you were staring into I mean, I mean, sure. I was, I was, I was looking at the hole. The hole kind of seemed to be a thing that it was drawing me in, and I was staring at the hole. And the hole Wait, was, what was in there? back at me. What was and, in the uh, hole? I, 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 there, was, there was a fish, Greg. Wait, a what? There was a fish. A fish. <laughs> there was a fish in the hole. It looked at me. Okay. Uh... I made eye contact with the fish, Greg. It looked me in the eyes, and I looked at it in the eyes, and it looked me deep into my soul, and the fish drove me back! Kill your family. Oh. Well, that's very Lovecraftian. Yeah. It's it, basically, yeah. This is the, the love, Lovecraft. It was just a mountain of madness. The fish looked me in the eyes. Now I'm a madman. Hey, Greg, you should probably kill your family. Oh yeah, you know what? We should probably all just kill our families. Kill your family, Greg. Kill our families. Let's kill our families. The, the fish, fish looks you so. in the eyes, and then you kill your family. Problem solved. You're staring at the fish, and you're like, "Okay, fish, sure, I'll kill the family." The fish is just like, "I didn't say that. I don't even speak human, but I don't know your family. Sure, fuck, I don't care. Kill them." Why did I kill my family? You know, this is all very familiar. You were you were saying this kind of thing on that mountain there. Um, although now today, now that I'm hearing it again, like in the the light of day. It's making a lot more sense. Maybe we should kill our families. We should kill our families. Kill our you families. should kill let's your family. Just, let's kill our families. You, you know, let's kill all kill family. our families. Yay! And if all you right. kill your family and I kill my family, we could live happily ever after. With the fish. With the fish. <laughs> just, just you, me, and the fish. And, and That's it. Just the fish. The mountain fish. Now write your family. I'll give you a beer. Yeah. Hey, everybody. We're here. Damn. Damn. Kill your family. Kill your family. Everybody kill your family. Everybody just kill your family. My name is Micah coming out of Kill Your Family in Nevada. Over there in Kill Your Family, New York, is the mustachioed, handsome face Greg. Greg, kill your family and say hi to the people. If you want to look good and not be bummy, girl, you better give me that money. I sure do love that ODB. I sure do love that. Kill your family. <laughs> oh, baby. Oh, that yeah, fucking that's, fish. That's the fucking thing about, like, Lovecraft horror that, like, I know, like, Lovecraft horror is so hot right now. And there are so many of these uh, incantations of Lovecraftian horror. Um, well, it's a label that gets thrown around quite a bit. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's like, if there's tentacles, it's Lovecraft horror. If it's yeah. cosmic. It's Lovecraft horror. If there's a fish that you made eye contact with and you kill your family, it's Lovecraft horror. You talking to me? You see a thing, you go mad. Maybe you kill your family. Maybe you just ramble for a while. Maybe you hallucinate. There's no one else here. It's just it's that whole Lovecraft thing. We love it. We also kind of hate it. Kill your family. It just is what it is. Would you say you Lovecraft it? I do. And you know what? I'm pretty glad that while we were up on that mountain, we were able to kill our families come yes. back safely yes yeah. it was great um that igloo is still up there really i was told a couple other people that my now deceased family know they mm-hmm. went up there hiking and they they saw the igloo 
Very good. I was actually, I was trying to I was trying to zoom in on it from a, a satellite feed. The one thing I noticed, not just the igloo, but the surrounding environment, like where we had the fire pit, where we kind of uh, laid our camp, so to speak. Yeah, it's a lot redder through a satellite camera than I remember. Ooh. Um, you know, all that snow. Uh, I I don't recall it being quite so uh, crimson. Well, I think that's the clay. Yeah, it's nothing to do with the uh, the families that intruded on our good time? No, probably not. Oh, good. I was starting to feel like a real dick. Well, Greg, other than our, our good time week that we had here in Nevada, uh, have uh, have you uh, checked out anything new? Well, I was a little distracted. Um, you know, we did spend most of last week dodging the gaze of an insidious fish whose only mission was to grab our minds by the husk Luckily, we resisted, tearing at our own souls, pulling them back from the abyss, struggling to maintain our sanity, working as hard as we possibly can to maintain a grasp on our own humanity. Uh, you did a whole lot of mumbling and a whole lot of teeth grinding, a la Jack Nicholson in The Shining. Okay, yeah. You kept saying something along the lines of kill your family. I don't know what it was. What? Mm-hmm. I was terrified and a little bit aroused. That's okay. Yeah. But through much struggling and much repetitive rubbing for bodily warmth, we were able to make it through that fateful night to descend the mountain as the sun came up with minds intact and bodies mostly unpenetrated. I do, however, still have mild dreams of being somewhat of a a familiar to this uh, Elder God-esque fish presence that we discovered in that tight little crack in the mountain kill your family it haunts me to this day i may have no choice but to join some kind of support group just to commiserate with others of my kind you're you're invited you can come too if you really want to oh me wait you know what never mind no you you can't go you're the one who told me to kill my family kill your family tuesday night six o'clock at the lutheran church down the street from my house don't show up I did watch a couple of trailers, though. Yeah! Yeah! All right, that's what I'm talking about, baby. Kill your family. Kill your family. Uh, What's first? Well, first up, we have a little movie called Insidious, The Red Door. Because that's what we need. Another Insidious movie. I need another fucking Insidious movie like I need a hole in the head, Greg. In this new iteration, the series goes one step further to bring us a titillating tale of who gives a fuck. There's a kid. He's in art school. He draws some spooky spookies, which really upset his dad. Also, that sexy old lady returns. It's Insidious. Another one. Another one. Yeah, that's right. This is 10 years after the first one. I feel like they were like, hey, fuck all the sequels, whatever. It's been 10 years. Let's do another Another one. one. Let's have the kid who was all fucked up, stuck in the further, grown up. And like you said, he's an art student. Why wouldn't he be an art student? You were an art student. You're fucked up. You saw the fish. He saw the fish. He's just... Just kill his family. Kill your family. If you're going to see some kind of insidious fish, it's going to be in the further. I guarantee it. 
That's right. And Lin Shay does make an appearance in the movie in a videotape form. And my God, is she sexier than ever. Nice try, Lin Shay. Hey, Dr. Joe, no time for love. We got come, 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 come. Now, I'm a fan of Patrick Wilson. I think he's a great actor. He's good, even though he's in a lot of bad movies. He's good. True. Like, I can't, I can't stand The Conjuring, but he's good in it. He's good. Well, he's one of those guys that I think just kind of never says no to a script. Like Christopher you know, Walken? He's capable of a lot, and he always proves that uh, he knows what the fuck he's doing, but... You could probably cut down his portfolio a little bit, you know, trim the fat. Maybe get an agent who's not just going to throw everything at you that they possibly can. Now, say no every once in a while, Pat. That's my advice to you. Kill your family. Uh, yeah, but that's the thing. Like, Patrick Wilson, I compare to, like, somebody along the lines of, like, Harvey Keitel. Where Patrick Wilson and Harvey Keitel, they can play any uh, character. What? Uh, go on. It's, I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> what I'm getting at is it's, it's Harvey Keitel isn't like he's as good as an actor as Robert De Niro, but he's not on that Robert De Niro level. Does that make sense? Where I think, but like mainstream wise, like people don't really know who Harvey Keitel is. I don't think people really know who Patrick Wilson is. They just go, Oh, he's that fucking guy that's in the spooky horror movies. Oh, but but Patrick, they're both very, they're both incredibly famous. Maybe that's a bad example. It was a very bad example. That's what I'm saying. It was at. a bad a Tom Sizemore. He's like a Tom Sizemore. Eh, getting warmer. You know what? Fuck this shit. Insidious thread door open. <laughs> Fuck my analogies. Kill your family. July 7th comes out. Basically what you're getting at, I think, is that you're recommending to Pat Wilson that he hang a little more dong so he can be as cool as Harvey Keitel. There you go. Right. That's right. Pull it Whip out. Whip it out, Pat. Dump it out, Daddy. Let's see that fish. Right. Let's see it slap in your ankles. Yeah, come on. You know Patrick Wilson hangs a dong. Look at that. Yeah, dog. give it the old Wilson shuffle. <laughs> this summer, Pat Wilson kills his family in Insidious, the Red Door. Yeah, July 7th. I think I mentioned that. Whatever. Go it's a it. Blumhouse movie. You know Fuck what it's going to be about. It's going to be just like all the other ones. Go If you like those movies, go see it. If you don't like them, kill your family. Sure. When you're ready. Next up, we have The, the Last Voyage of the Demeter. 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 The Dementor. The, the, the Dementor. Last Voyage of the Dementor. Last Voyage of the Dementor. It's Sir Davos versus Mr. Dracula on a cursed voyage from Romania to London. A slowed down, over-dramatized Smashing Pumpkin song isn't enough to save this poop deck from a claustrophobic contingent of nautical no-nos. The world is a vampire indeed in Blood Boat, or whatever the fuck the title of this movie was. Blood Boat? (laughs) (laughs) I already forgot. Last Voyage of the Dementor. It's a Harry Potter sequel. Now, I'm not really a fan of the version of Dracula where he's like a demon with wings. This appeared briefly in the... uh... The Coppola Bram Stoker film, where he's he's like a demon bat. Yeah. He's yeah, more of a it's, monster it's, than a man. It's more monster than man! More um, animal than man! I mean, like, it's fine if Dracula takes that form once in a while, or, like, right. somebody sees him for the first time, and they have, like, a, you know, the whole, oh, God, I saw this, this yeah, devil well, demon. 
he appears that way in order to menace somebody, you know, from the Yeah, country. but I like I like my Dracula to be like, you know, like a suave Pierce Brosnan. Sexy. sexy. Like sexy I like Brosnan. I like him sexy, like maybe androgynous. wearing like a like a velour suit, like that kind of thing. Yeah, a velour suit, you know, very Absolutely. Nick Cage looking, uh handsome. This basically looks like a monster movie on a boat, which I'm all for. It actually looks pretty damn good. Yeah, I like a lot of the actors in this one. If anybody, oh, uh, if you're a fan same. of Game of Thrones, yeah. you know, uh, you know who this motherfucker is. Oh, Sir Davos. Um, Davos Seaworth playing yet another uh, seafaring gentleman. He's, uh, he, the, he may be typecast at this point. I honestly, yeah, he totally is. But you know what? That man's getting paid. This is directed That's by Andre Over Overdale, who actually said in an interview, "This movie is really alien on a ship." in 1897 all right don't undersell it overdale you know a couple of years ago they came out with a dracula miniseries on uh on netflix and it was episode two that whole like two hours is on this fucking boat and you know it's, that's the movie right there bam like just watch that just the boat. for those of you out there who are wondering how'd he get from transylvania to london well this will answer all your questions <laughs> If you had further questions about what happened to the crew of the boat, are they dead? Are they alive? Was there a kid there? Was there one of the guys from Game of Thrones? All this and more will be answered in Billy Overdale's magnum opus, Blood Boat, coming this summer. Ghost Ship will be released August 11th. Kill your family. Here, tonight. I think this is going to be more of a take on Jason Takes Manhattan, but with Dracula. You're a dead meat slime bag. Yo, man, it's cool. It's cool, man. It's cool. Our next trailer is for a little film I like to call Talk to Me. Like lovers do. Exactly. I was waiting for that. I know you were, because I spent a night on the mountain with you. <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna lie. It was fucking, It was a romantic environment. Let me put it. That we way. watched the sun. <laughs> we watched the sunset, listening to Meatloaf's greatest hits. If you were, a <laughs> I definitely would have tried to fuck you. If I, you I, were I a like fish, I, I would have gone mad. <laughs> if you were a fish, I would have killed my family. That's okay. <laughs> Kill your family. Fantastic. Oh, it was great. It was great. The sex was very tasteful. Oh. Okay. So Talk to Me is about a bunch of British teens who are bringing back seances with a vengeance in the same way that I celebrate my bastard kid's birthdays, which is to say, by getting loaded and holding hands with a corpse. It's Australian. I'm just kidding. I can't remember my kid's birthdays. This movie sure looks scary. Yay! Yeah, actually, this is getting great reviews. A24 is back, baby. So there's Wait, probably these kids gonna... are fucking Australian. Yeah, they're Australian. No, they were British. No, 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 no. They're Australian. Oh, you know, I've always had a little bit of trouble telling those two things apart. Well, yeah. I mean, it was basically the Brits sending all of their inmates over to this island. So yeah. it's it's a close accident. Well, ever since I saw Paul Hogan in Wuthering Heights, I could never tell the two apart. Yeah, so A24 is back, so chances are we're going to see a naked old person. This, uh, this actually premiered uh, earlier at the Sundance Film Festival to 
rave reviews and uh my friend isaac esbon and listener to the show i think you're cool director of mel de ojo el incidente and the similars praises this movie saying this is the scariest horror film he's seen in years and i'm sure he said that without getting paid well if he said it he can't be wrong i'm fucking i'm excited to see this movie yeah talk to me looks great everyone check the trailer out it actually does look like this could be potentially a terrifying movie okay out of all the trailers that we've talked about today this is the one that looks the best like i actually do want to see this and um since you're you're friends with a famous director who also (laughs) recommends it uh (laughs) i feel like we all have to fucking go and see this movie good night (laughs) (laughs) i'm jimmy kimball and kill your family (laughs) the film is set to arrive april 28th in theaters so we got about a week to go from this but by the time this episode comes out this movie should already be out and you should turn us off and go see this movie and then fucking email us and damn that scary that gmail probably something 69 and there 420 and tell us what you thought about talk to me yeah i don't know who you're kidding by the time this episode comes out let's just say my family hey. will be dead how did you feel about the movie that came out last week? <laughs> Two weeks ago. <laughs> sure was good. Why don't you tell us about it? Uh, that's actually hilarious. Yeah, because I uh, I will definitely see this movie because there's a movie that we're going to talk about here pretty soon that left a bad taste in my mouth mm-hmm. that I have to get out. Um, Can I make a few suggestions? Yes. Dick, 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 dick. Ready to get into some news there, buddy? Absolutely, because I need more things on my mind to distract me from the horrible things I'm thinking about doing to my friends and loved ones. So saith the fish. Scream 6 dominated the box office, raking in, oh, I don't know, 69 billion gazillion dollars, hey. uh, which uh, is going to lead to a Scream 7 because, hey, why the fuck not? 69, dudes! It will be released on Paramount Plus in a couple weeks here. There is a uh, a Blu-ray and 4K coming out July 11th. Mm -hmm. It's going to be loaded with filmmaker commentary, stuff about, like, locations that they used in New York City, some some other bullshit. You know what? Who fucking cares? It's Scream 6. You saw it. Chances are you love it. Chances are you're fucking wrong because this movie absolutely sucked. But I will see Scream 6. Scream. I will see Scream 7 because I'm a big slut for Scream. Cream. Hey, while we're on the topic of Scream, Greg. Craig. Yep. Funko is releasing a Scream board game. You don't say. Which is uh, supposed to be highly competitive. There's going to be, uh, it's going to come out and apparently you're going to have to use your phone with this. Because, you know, you get calls from Ghostface. That's the thing. You get a call and it goes, hey, what's your favorite scary movie? Or I think it, it, it sounds more like, hey, what's your favorite scary movie? Hopefully it's Mickey Rooney doing the... Uh, the Are you alone in the house? I uh, want to know who I'm talking to here. Uh, <laughs> I, know, I just turned oh, into Don Knotts. There's a man with a knife. We're going to have to turn this thing around. Oh, did you see the fish? Oh, get out of here. I'm hungover. Well, I'm glad to hear that this is a highly competitive board game, because if you're anything like me, 
I like to drink a fucking ton when I play anything on the old tabletop. Oh, God. If I'm going to be stuck playing board games, I'm going to get fucking hammered. I make it my business to make everyone uncomfortable. Yeah, exactly. I don't like playing board games. That's just me. So I get really drunk and I make shit really weird and I make up my own rules. I'm not afraid to draw on my belly during Pictionary. <laughs> I just pictured it. I just fucking pictured it. <laughs> I pictured you drawing a fish on your stomach, but like not with a marker, but with like a piece of glass. Rock and roll! Yeah, so this is actually being released by Funko. Those guys that are behind all the zany little pop figures that everybody loves or used yeah, to the, love. Uh... The pop company, the Beanie Babies of the 2010. Yeah, so these, uh, but the thing is, is like, Funko is going under, man. You mean my limited edition Princess Diana Funko Pop isn't going to be worth any money anymore? You may as well crash it in a- No, 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 no! No, apparently Funko trashed $30 million worth of pops last month. What does that mean? Are they they're in a landfill with all those uh, ET Atari games? And then next to that is a bunch of fucking Stranger Things pops that nobody fucking wanted. It's an entire landfill full of Jason Statham from the Meg Funko Pops. Yeah, there's a big landfill of B. Arthur Funko Pops. So a whole landfill full of Eddie from Family Matters Funko Pops. There's a whole landfill of Marcy from Married with Children Funko Pops. Yeah, it's a whole landfill of the first Aunt Viv from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air Funko Pops. There's a whole landfill of Tara Thornton True Blood Funko Pops. There's a whole landfill of that fucking kid with the bowl cut from Roseanne Funko Pops. There's a whole landfill of Sheldon from Big Bang Theory Funko Pops. There's a whole landfill of Sheldon from Young Sheldon Funko Pops. There's a whole landfill of Egrid from... Game of Thrones in a landfill from Funko Pops. It's a whole landfill of Elaine from Seinfeld Funko Pops. It's a whole landfill of Meg Griffin from Family Guy Funko Pops. It's a whole landfill of Lisa Simpson Funko Pops. It's a whole landfill of Michelle Tanner from Full House Funko Pops in a landfill. <laughs> it sucks to end it. <laughs> it sucks. It's a, land, it's a whole landfill of Funko Pops. It's a whole landfill of Funko Pops. It's a whole landfill, but you get it. It's shitty characters. Shitty characters. Shitty characters. Yeah. Fucking Jaws 3 Funko Pops is in there. Think of any, any character landfill. you didn't like from movies and TV. They're in that landfill. They're Funko in there. Pops. They're in there. Yeah. Fucking uh, Eddie Griffin from Black Dynamite's in there. Fuck. Shit. Mickey Rooney from Breakfast at Tiffany's Funko Pops. It's probably in there. I don't know. I'm not letting go of mine, though. <laughs> that was worth a lot of money. I had a sample trick or treat Funko Pop that was like almost $200, and now I think it's worth, uh, I don't know. Well, it's worth nothing now. Good. That's uh, I, the screen board game's coming out soon, everyone. I don't know the exact date, but it's coming out. You should get it, play it, check it Apparently out. Apparently, it's. Apparently, it's competitive. Is from it's what very competitive, and uh, it's made by Funko. They really need your help right now. Support. They them, need it. I, I guess the game takes about twenty minutes to play, and it involves apps on your cell phone for your own yep. sake, so your Funko Pop collection doesn't shit the bed and just be worthless. 
Well, what if you're going to like the we all knew phone, it would be one day. You're going to a fucking phone museum in Roseville, California, and all you have is a rotary phone. What does it have to do with anything? I don't know, Greg. Something about Scream. I, I... Terrifier! Yay! Terrifier is back in the news in the wake of the success of the big sequel, Terrifier 2. Yes. 2016 Terrifier is being re-released in theaters. And you know what? what? Who could fucking blame blame Damien Leone for whoring out the first Terrifier because that fucking last movie was about $250,000 to make and it grossed over $10 million. So why not make some more money off of the OG Terrifier, right? Sounds like a success story to me, Cotton. Terrifier will get the biggest release yet 700 screens yeah starting july 19th <clears throat> all right check out billy bob thornton as art the clown in terrifier one yeah this summer on the ocho or don't i honestly don't care well you, you've all seen it by now uh but hey it's probably been a year or two right why not revisit a classic check you out that what? scene where uh that broad gets sliced in half with the saw it's kind of a famous one, very gory, a lot of tittery in that scene. It's it's I, honestly very confusing to me. It, you know what, man? If there's one thing that I learned from watching Terrifier, upside down tits are awesome. That's what you took away from that. Yeah. With all the really the like violence and gore and no, 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 no. Upside down tittery is where it's at. It's like the reverse of gravity. No, it's it's just gravity, I think. Oh no, no, but it's like another way, you know, like like boobs get like that weird ski slope thing. They get they get lower and lower. Well, I think it's the same gravity, it's just the reverse of a person. And that's just awesome. Yeah. Upside down tittery is where it's at. Official stance of the damn that scary podcast. Yeah, I mean I'll hang you upside down and fuck your mouth. Kill your family. Kill your family. Okay, so apparently Amazon now owns the right to RoboCop. No and, uh, shit. Yeah, man. And they are talking about releasing a original Amazon Prime RoboCop movie. Okay. Followed by a RoboCop series. This is going to be in the same vein as The Boys, uh, where it is going to be over-the-top, ultra-violent, gory, sexualized, and a lot of fucking fun. They are in full control of the RoboCop franchise, and I am very much looking forward to this because the 2014 RoboCop reboot absolutely sucked. It did, yeah. It, it didn't have any of the dark humor, no nope. gore, like any. Nope. Just it didn't have any of the good things that made the original, uh, the classic that it is today. No. If someone could uh, get behind the wheel there and just bring back the spirit, honestly. I would love to just watch a new series. Like, I think there was an old one back in the 90s. I don't remember it being bad, but I was also, like, six when I was watching it. So I, I could have just had that, like, stupid thing that happens in little kids' minds. Yay! But uh, RoboCop is a franchise that is just ripe for the reboot, and I'm oh, all for it. A good reboot, though. Well, I, I kind of thought that went without saying. But, yeah, let's, let's make this one good. The only thing good about the 2014 one was that you had man's game Michael Keaton in it as the bad guy. Correct. And there was also that scene before he was put into the suit, just like his organs and his face were kind of just suspended on a thing. And his like, and that spine was, was hanging. That was kind of chilling just to see. 
Uh, you get to see his, his lungs breathing and his heart beating. Uh, you know, it's kind of body horror that we all know and love. Yeah. I think they were relying on making the RoboCop suit black to just kind of carry them through the entire fucking thing. And uh, honestly, didn't happen. <laughs> Nice night for a walk, eh? You're close. Give them to me. Now. Fuck you, asshole. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey is now available to stream at home. That's exciting. Finally. That's that's a movie that's kind of eluded me the last few months, so I'm gonna. We've all been waiting check, for it. I'm gonna check that out this week, man. We'll probably talk about that next episode. There is a uh, a, a trailer out for Gremlins: Secrets of the Mogwai, which is going to be released on Netflix, which apparently is a prequel to the original Gremlins movie. I'm very interested in that. I'm not. Oh, yeah. You don't know the secrets of the Mogwai. You don't know know like what crevice and what mountain they emerged from not a bad question Bert. you don't want to know who the first tibetan monk to understand the rules of the mogwai was uh the first guy to put water on them uh, or to i feel like you, the first time you see a mogwai is probably like a weird guy like in like somewhere in asia that's just gonna try to like fuck it like the way randy marsh fucked that bat probably most likely yeah or it might be slightly more innocent where it's just somebody who sees them as like a cute little pet and they're like should i feed you would you like a little bit of water? You want to go for a swim, buddy? I know it's kind of late, but maybe I'll give you some food. Should I kill my family? Maybe I'll kill my family. Kill your family. And he's just sitting there waving. Yeah, with his big eyes and his little hands. Howie like, Mandel just sounds like Meatwad. Kill your family. You don't want to see the first time a Mogwai literally begged a human being not to rape it? Stop it. Oh, please. Call the police. Kim Kardashian is joining uh, American Horror Story, which I didn't even know American Horror Story was still a thing. Yeah, it's uh, still but going. The season is called Delicate. Kim Kardashian's in it. Well, she is known for her acting ability, so I, for one, can't wait to check this out. Man, oh, man, I can't wait. Emma Roberts is going to be it. Yeah, she's and uh, a bunch of other people that I don't care about. Probably the usual cast of repeating uh, actors. I, I don't know, man. I think it kind of took like a Saturday Night Live thing. I think it's all new people now. I don't think there's any of the OGs. Oh, the ensemble is broken up? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think that Peter Evans guy is like too big of a star now. Peter Evans. They had to push some of the, the regulars out of the crew to make more room for Kim Kardashian's giant ass cheek. Hold on to your butts. <laughs> Well, Greg, before we get into uh, not the movie, but movies oh. to review, uh, I think there's just one more thing to do here, my friend. What's that? Apologize. Oh. I'm going to go first. All right. Well, you go right ahead. Then. Uh, this is something that didn't happen on the show. It's something that happened last week. Hmm. And uh, I'm not apologizing to the fans. I'm apologizing to my co-host. Greg and I had plans to go see a damn that scary favorite, Wigwam. Wigwam? Wigwam. Wham. They're, they're Wigwam. 
Uh, you see, Wigwam is uh, Greg and I's uh, new favorite band that we've been listening to for about over a year now. Just uh, the you best. may have heard them. At, they, you may have heard them from the opener of uh, the television series Peacekeeper. Peacemaker, starring John Cena. Yes, and Uncle Phil from French Press. French Press. Well, you see, Greg and I drove to Roseville, California, from Reno, Nevada, which is about a two-hour drive with probably one of the worst hangovers we've ever experienced. Get to this town, which is just the most, like, shittiest fucking town ever, only to find out that the show had been canceled. No! I'm apologizing to my co-host. Greg, I'm so sorry about that for not checking my email where I received a message from the venue apologizing to me saying I will be getting a refund and that the show is canceled. Wait, so so it's your fault I spent an evening in Roseville, California? Yes, and I'm sorry, Greg. Craig. We were too busy on the mountain. The fish drove me mad. I didn't check my email until we got to the venue and realized that the doors were locked. On a more pleasant note, you did give our families at least one more weekend to live. Yes, I did, yes. I mean, sure, maybe they emailed me to my spam folder, but that's besides the point. So, Greg, I hope you can forgive me. Thank you for the hotel room. I'm really happy there was only one bed available for us. But I'm, uh, I'm sorry, man. Well, I'll accept that apology. And let me just make mine a quick one this week. Uh, I would like to apologize to the social media manager of the hit band Wig Wham for the just absolutely atrocious things I'm going to do to you the next time we're in the same room. Allegedly. 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 Bitch. I guess one good thing actually came out from our trip to Roseville. Do tell. And that's... uh seeing a certain motion picture oh i thought you were gonna say it was the the love we developed along the way come on we've already had that <laughs> that happened days earlier on the mountain it uh did, but what did. film would you be referring to my friend a good movie was Renfield. So far, I am going to go off and say Renfield is movie of the year. Absolutely. Easily. 5 out of 5, 10 out of 10, 69 out of 69. This was the greatest fucking horror slash comedy that I've seen in a long damn time. I haven't seen a horror comedy this good since Tucker and Dale versus Evil. I haven't seen a horror comedy this good since Murder Party. I haven't seen a horror comedy this good since Shaun of the Dead. I haven't seen a horror comedy this good since Return of the Living Dead. I haven't seen a horror comedy this good since Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. I haven't seen a horror comedy this good since Night of the Creeps. I haven't seen a horror comedy this good since Ash vs. Evil Dead. I haven't seen a horror comedy this good since You Might Be the Killer. I haven't seen a horror comedy this good since Deadstream. I haven't seen a horror comedy this good since Jason X. 
I haven't seen a horror comedy this good since The Cottage. I haven't seen a horror comedy this good since Leprechaun 4. I haven't seen a horror comedy this good since Leprechaun 5. I haven't seen a horror comedy this good since Leprechaun <laughs> I haven't seen a horror comedy this good since Halloween ends. I haven't seen a horror comedy this good since Ebony and Costello meet Frankenstein. But you know what? I haven't seen a horror comedy this good since the trial, the trial of, of Casey, Casey Anthony. Anthony. God, why are we so bad at that? No, it was good. We did good. We're so good at this. We're good at everything. I'm good at sex. You bad at sex. I'm good at sex. You bad at sex. Kill your family. Kill your family. Good. Renfield is a modern day take on Dracula. That's right, it's 2023. Dracula exists. His familiar Renfield exists. It's absolutely fantastic. It's satire. It's fun. Nicholas Cage is Dracula. Nicholas Holt is Renfield. And you got uh, someone named Aquafina in the movie as well. That was confusing I, to me. Who is Aquafina and where did she come from? She's a rapper. Apparently, she's a comedian. We found out in a, a sharing one single bed in a hotel in Roseville that she also has a show on Comedy Central. My uncle was a rapper as well, but it turns out they just spelled it wrong on his police report. My uncle was a rapper as well. He called himself Dasani. Oh. 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 My uncle was Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> So we have Nicholas Holt, who plays as Renfield. Nicholas Holt, uh, we all know and love from such movies as The Menu, mm -hmm. uh, Those Who Wish Me Dead, and Warm of bodies. course, the... <laughs> yes, of course. Your favorite and mine? Yeah, yeah, Warm Bodies. And oh, he God. was also the tumor guy from Mad Max Fury Road. Wait, he was? Yeah. I was going to say he was Jack in the Giant Slayer. Oh, fuck. I forgot about that. <laughs> you mean that little fucker? He's slaying giants? He's up there slaying giants. You know what? He also voiced Captain America and Harry Potter in everyone's favorite show, Robot Chicken. Same show? Yeah, Robot Chicken. He was Captain America and Harry Potter? Yeah, he did the voice for Captain America. He did the voice for Harry Potter. How is this possible? Those are two different characters. Yeah, yeah, but he he did he, he did an accent, an American accent, and he used his regular voice to be Harry Potter. Captain America was voiced by a British actor. That seems like blasphemy to me. It's Robot Chicken, Greg. Let's not dwell on it. You think Robot Chicken will be in that new RoboCop movie? Yes. Okay. Good. I need your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. <laughs> 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 yeah, we all know he was beast and fucking uh, that new X-Men in incarnation. Yeah, I wouldn't say we all knew that, but cool. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. Uh boy howdy, Greg and I, we uh we saw this movie together in theaters. We laughed, we cried, we learned something about each other. Kindly exchanged hand jobs. Mm-hmm. The popcorn trick. That's why I ordered the small. <laughs> I put a lot of butter on mine.
Yeah, you did. God damn it. My cholesterol has been off the charts. <laughs> and I learned the answer to the age-old question, can you fit a Twizzler in your pee hole? Turns out, yep. <laughs> one of us can. We'll let you guess which one. You might be pleasantly surprised. Now, the opening scene of this movie, the cold opener, it really, really just, like, sucks you in and grabs a hold of you by the dick. Mm, that's enticing. Now, uh, Greg, you were the one that told me there's actually a very nice cameo at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, he was the priest. It was Charlie from Fright Night. Charlie? Charlie from Fright Night? Not the chocolate factory. Fright Night. You're so cool, Brewster. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, he was the priest at the beginning of Renfield. He got, um, well, I don't want to spoil anything, but. How would you how would you describe it? He was uh, violently menaced by Nicolas Cage. I mean, I think we all were violently menaced by Nicolas Cage. Yes, he was indeed in the best possible way. Yeah, the absolute best way. And from that moment forth, you just kind of know this is not going to be the uh, low key indie quirky comedy that it was kind of portrayed as in the trailers. Turns out there's going to be a lot more fucking Nicolas Cage and a lot more Matrix-esque violent fight scenes than I ever expected. I wasn't, that's what I love so much about this trailer, that when you watch the trailer for Renfield, it kind of leads you to believe one thing, and then when you see the movie, it it just completely, it's, it's a completely different movie than like what you're expecting. That was There's my exact a, point, yes. Yeah. Sorry, I just fucking said exactly what you said. Yep, there was a lot of violence. There were a lot of choreographed fight scenes in this. I don't know if I'm giving anything away here, but fuck it. Uh, Everybody knows who Renfield is and what his relationship to Dracula is. He's a familiar, but in this version, he actually uh, obtains powers by eating bugs. And it gives him uh, almost like powers on the same level as Dracula to a point where he, he just can basically flip, fling, and fly in slow motion super strength you know super agility he's tearing people's limbs off he's beating them with them he's picking guys in half he's ripping heads off he's decapitating people it's incredible like uh, there is so much over the top gore excellent a lot of it was cgi with the blood but it wasn't to a distracting degree it actually looked pretty good it looked great it, uh yeah. the, the cgi in this movie looked absolutely wonderful but it also had a mix of practical effects and now um I know Greg and I both popped huge for a face rip scene. And the face rip scene is all practical. Who doesn't love a good face rip scene? Yeah, right? That's what I'm saying, man. But the thing about... Now, you mentioned that there's CGI in this movie for a lot of the gore. It works for this. I mean, there's practical effects, sure, but there's CGI. And the CGI, like, it it didn't bother me one fucking bit. But let's talk about the real star of the show here. Oh, yeah. Who I think we all were looking forward to seeing in this from the very first teaser that came out. Yep. The velvet suit sporting Dynamo himself. And I feel like he's channeling his role from an earlier vampire film, which we've all seen and love. Uh, yeah. Nicolas Cage, the one, the only. Might be his magnum opus, really. It's the part he was born to play. Seriously. Yeah. He goes from dark brooding, decrepit, and subtle almost. Uh, and I hate to put the word subtle on Nicolas Cage because it just doesn't really apply most of the time. I, to yep. just complete over-the-top, 
out of control, menacing, in your face, flying through the air, turning into mist and exploding a motherfucker, Nick Cage. I was a little drunk. I, I was just endlessly amused by his part in this movie. Plus, I was horny. The moment he showed up on screen, it was like he was unintentionally funny. If that makes sense. it was sense. unintentional? I, I feel I, like he was very there, self-aware. There were some scenes where you could tell it what he wasn't trying to be funny, but it's so goddamn funny. I could not stop laughing every time Nick Cage was on screen. I don't know. I, I almost feel like they did multiple shots for each scene where they were like, all right, Nick, for this one, we want you to play it straight. And for yeah. this one, we want you to go completely like ridiculous over the top. And then they kind of, in editing, they mixed them. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, a little yeah. bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Because he didn't, he didn't stick to one specific tone through the whole thing. And also, it's Nick Cage, so you never really know. Is he trying and failing, or is he just doing his fucking thing and succeeding? It's, he's, he's an enigma on that level, and that's, I think that's why he's so fascinating to all of us. I read an interview where Nicolas Cage actually fell in love playing Dracula. I, he said he became Dracula, he loved the character, he loved playing as him, but it wasn't enough. He wants a prequel. He wants his own Nick Cage Dracula movie. Is he about Three. to find a Hellraiser cube? Oh, God damn it. Oh, <laughs> Cage, God damn it. Nick Cage is Pinhead? Oh, I would love that. <laughs> oh, my God. I would love that. We have such sights to show you. <laughs> I don't do a good Nick Cage, but you can picture it. It's like it's yeah, Pinhead flipping yeah, out like good. an asshole. <laughs> is a means to summon us. Who are you? I'm a vampire! I'm a vampire! I'm a vampire! I'm a vampire! I would absolutely love to see another Face Off sequel. Uh, or just a, oh, a, a, a sequel to Face Off is what I'm saying. I would love a sequel to The Rock. If someone could um, fish Travolta out of those bathhouses to get him on a fucking movie again. But Scientology won't let him be himself. You want to join me? Well, absolutely no. Greg, I got to tell you, man, how awesome was it seeing Ben Schwartz uh, in this movie? Ben Schwartz from uh, Parks and Rec, you know, don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. You know that guy. Yeah, he says that. Yeah. I'm a big Ben Schwartz fan myself. Oh, I love Ben Schwartz. Voice is really, Eddie, Eddie awesome. Schwartz is good by me. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It made the Schwartz be with you. <laughs> yeah. He's that guy uh, from Parks and Rec. Yeah. We know him. We love him. If you can play Aziz Ansari's douchebag friend, then you can for sure star in a Renfield film. Fuck yeah. But Greg, overall, how do you feel about Renfield? What would you give this score? Uh, uh, what would you uh, score Renfield as? I'd give it a very anticlimactic five out of five. Uh, because it's my favorite thing ever, and it's the only good movie to come out in the last probably 25 years. <laughs> also, if anyone is interested in actually seeing it, keep your eyes open for the scene where Dracula is just hanging out in a studio apartment drinking a martini glass full of eyeballs. It might be the best fucking combination of things that's ever happened. Easily my favorite shot in the whole film. And Nick Cage playing a passive-aggressive douche version of Dracula is just genius. So... Yeah. <laughs>
Five out of five, all the way. Oh, absolutely. Five out of five. There's no tittery, but you know what? This movie didn't fucking need it. So you do not lose a star for that. Greg's review on that right there with uh, Nick Cage being passive aggressive Dracula is just absolutely fantastic. Yep. He He's gaslighting Renfield the whole movie. It's just wonderful. See it in theaters if you get the chance. Uh, you will regret it if you don't. Kill your family. Kill your family. Like Dracula would. I'm a vampire. I can prove it. Vampire. Heads up on this next review here because Greg and I are going to have spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> so big spoiler alert. We didn't want to spoil Renfield because we actually love that movie. So there are spoilers for this review. Good. And this is Evil Dead Rise. Greg Rise. and I both had a chance to check this out. And uh, we have a lot to say about it. Greg, you just saw it yesterday, right? Yes, last night. Within the last 24 hours, I saw this film, and I still regret it. Okay, now, fuck. Yes, my uh, my annoyance has not worn off. So, in 2013, our Lord and Savior, Fede Alvarez, wrote and directed All the absolute fucking banger, Evil Dead, which isn't a remake, it's not a reboot, it's a re it's just another story of evil dead that book is evil that book fucking gets around and apparently now it's a retcon that there are more than it's more than one book there's fucking three of them so you got the book in the cabin you got the book in this apartment and there's probably another book out there somewhere now evil dead rise it follows a story of two estranged sisters that kind of get together for a reunion. The one sister is off. She's being a fucking groupie. She's playing guitars, uh, fixing guitars and shit. And she goes to visit her sister who has uh, three fucking kids. One of them I can't stand. The other one I can't stand. And the other one I absolutely cannot stand. Uh, it turns out her husband left the family because just like myself, I can't stand any of these fucking people. Yeah, I can see why he didn't want to stick around. So the reunion, of course, is cut short by an earthquake. Completely uncharacteristic for this part of California, might I add. I, is it even in California? Do they even tell you where this is? I mean, look at those fucking kids. Of course it took place in California. It could be California or New York, Greg. I can't tell. Yeah, you know what? I'm pretty sure it probably mentioned where it was, and I'm totally off on that. But you know what? It's inconsequential to the plot, and I don't give a shit. So there's a fucking earthquake. Apparently, this building used to be an old bank turned uh, low-income housing apartment complex. A high rise. Don't you understand where the title came from? Rise. Yeah, Evil Dead high rise. Oh, I get it because it's a high rise apartment. I thought it yeah, was just it's, it's Evil fucking Dead stupid. Rise. So there's, there's a bank vault in the basement with a safety deposit box where this fucking kid completely uncharacteristically crawls into a hole that's opened up by the earthquake in the parking garage. And he's like, oh, yeah. all of a sudden, I'm super brave, and I'm going to crawl into this dark hole and see what's down there. And he steals a bunch of vinyl records, yeah. which I get. Who does that? Let me, um, let me just get this out of the way at the beginning here. I get why all of these elements happened, like why all of this was written the way it was. It is really yeah. annoying. Yeah. But rather than finding 
you know, some documents or like some other kind of recording. He finds vinyl records. Vinyl records. That some priest has recorded incantations on. And you can really tell just one, based on the look of the kids. Two, the interests of the kids. Three, the occupation of the mother. Four, the presence of vinyl records. This was like a corporate think tank got together and took all of the things that they think the youth of today are interested in and put them in one strip. And that is so just annoyingly like on the nose that I just couldn't get over it. There's vinyl records. There's tattoo machines. There's DJing. There is shaved side haircuts. There are androgynous teens. There is a independent pregnant woman. USA! There is... Pointless feminism, which, to be fair, I'm not against, but it just didn't have a point. No. There's no reason for it. Oh, there were a bunch of just asshole, douchebag, horny male neighbors. What are you, my dad? This whole script was just put together in an attempt to just capture... It's like a time capsule of 2023. Yeah. And I feel and like that's... we're going to be looking back on this... If anyone ever wants to watch this movie again, they're probably not. But if anyone looks back on this from a decade later, they're going to go, this is the most 2023 film ever written. And that is not a positive thing. It's a very annoying thing. Tim Burton didn't want Prince to do the soundtrack to Batman because he felt it would age the movie. But in 89, like Prince was amazing and Prince is still amazing. So when you go back and watch that, it's like, it's nostalgia. It's great. Yes. This is dated. It's, it's not even a week old and it's already dated. Yeah, exactly. And what, what, there, there's a scene where the, andro- uh, the androgynous uh, uh, daughter is talking about going to a protest. And she's, she's making – I shouldn't assume the pronouns. Uh, they're making a, a, a sign like about, like I don't know, saving the earth or some shit. Uh, yeah, because protesting is so in in the 2020s, right? Yeah, exactly. Oh, we're going to the protest. They basically just looked at current day culture and took all of the stereotypes and put them into one script. And it doesn't that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like you there are films that have been made that that absolutely encapsulate their times. I'm thinking like Apocalypse Now, uh yeah. like Easy Rider. There's like it can be done, but this just was not done in the right way. No. It was done uh, in the most obnoxious way possible. Because it seems like the thing nowadays with movies is that they really smack you in the face and beat you over the head with what's going on now in the world. Yeah, and that and is that, fucking and annoying. Also, none of these elements had anything to do with the plot as a whole. So no. we're kind of dwelling on this about as unnecessarily as the film dwelled on this. So this is this is DTS getting fucking meta up your asses. Oh God! Try to wrap it. your heads around that shit. Kill your family. But moving on with the the terrible plot, this teenage child—it's about as far as I can describe it without getting some angry emails—finds some vinyl records in a basement vault in the <sighs> bank that is below their uh, high-rise apartment. So naturally, because he's a DJ, sorry. Naturally, because she's a DJ, sorry. Naturally, because they're a DJ, takes it home, plays the records, and this is this Evil Dead's version of reading the Necronomicon. The I audio did... is what brings the Deadites to this environment. Well, I mean, yeah, that's what the real real did in the uh, in the other movie, in Evil Dead, Evil Dead Two, and in 
2013 Evil Dead, but I, 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 Greg, I got to tell you, man, I actually did like how the Necronomicon looked in this. Oh, that was one of my favorite parts, actually. Um, sorry, we're kind of dwelling on the negative here, but the actual book itself, the illustrations in it, I would love to get my hands on a copy of that just to leaf through oh, it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It has a, um, a very um, Renaissance depiction of hell sort of look yes. to it. Almost yeah. like a uh, like a Hieronymus Bosch sort of feel, except all in sepia tones. It's all uh, uh, very like Dante's Inferno, like people just I was being say tortured Dante's for Inferno. their sins yeah. and, uh, yep. you know, demons mutating and people getting their skin torn off. So it's a great depiction of the Necronomicon. The, the teeth uh, finding uh, I also thought was kind of cool. That was cool. The, the, that was the, teeth, the teeth finding was, was fantastic. And I, I do like that the kid couldn't get the book open until they cut themselves. Blood got on the book. The book soaked you know, up the blood. That was a cool element executed terribly a nice plot point nonetheless yeah it, it wasn't executed well but yeah ex- yeah and i hate that too like when someone gets cut on the finger they immediately oh and they like start fucking sucking on it if it's a cut big enough to just spurt giant droplets of blood onto a book it's yeah. not just closing up immediately once you put your mouth on it no, i don't you care don't... how good you are yeah. at sucking <laughs> it's not gonna exactly. fucking close up the wound and that the necronomicon basically turned into fucking audrey too and was like audrey too a little chocolate floor um so anyways naturally the mother gets possessed the the mother the mother is in the elevator when this happens she gets attacked by the you know the the evil spirit that's you know, that's on the camera flying at you, which now I believe was probably used by a drone. They um, do that shot several times. Yeah, I mean, they kind of had to. Like, Oh, yeah, yeah. No, that's, are, that's an Evil Dead trope, man. There's no shortage of Evil Dead tropes and references in this movie. Like, they, they clearly knew what they were making. They did their homework. They've seen the movies. I mean, every film director in the world has seen Evil Dead, right? If you haven't, you're a fucking hack. So yep. they knew what shots to put in. They knew what lines to include. There's several uh, throwback lines in there. I'll swallow your soul, you know, yeah. that kind of shit. Come um, get some. Hail to the king, baby. But they kind of overdid it a little bit. Like, one of my biggest criticisms was that the deadites in this one were way too full of fucking hacky one-liners. And none yeah. of them were any good. Like, no. they just there were no good one-liners. And I know, I remember when we saw the trailer, when we saw Renfield, last week or two weeks ago or 69 months ago whenever the fuck it was there was that shot where the the mother says uh what is it like mommy's with the maggots now or whatever the maggots now and for a split second, you're like, oh, that was kind of cool. All right. Yeah, I, like, yeah, I, I enjoyed good, it. Uh, yeah. That's a good like tagline. It's a good selling point for the film. But when you really think about it, that is such a stupid, nonsensical, like dumb thing yeah. to say. It's just the product of a hacky writer going, what would a demon zombie say to people? We need something that's really going to stand out. It was clearly written for the trailer and didn't fit into the actual script at all. It's something because that mommy you could is put, not with yeah. the maggots. There is no maggots. 
Mommy's not dead. Mommy is a reanimated corpse. Mommy is not buried anywhere. The deadites have never been with the maggots. The soul it's, isn't with the maggots. The soul is fucking you, in hell or wherever. Yeah. If you if you take that now, I like what you say, because that's something you could put on a shirt. I know right. Bright Rags is now selling shirts that says it's a mommy's tagline. with the maggots now. It's, it's a, a tagline. Tag now but it's a nonsensical tagline, so fuck it. Put it in the trash where it belongs. Exactly. But so in 2013, Mia's character, when she's trapped in the basement, she yells up and says, Your sister's being wrapped by demons in hell. It's not gonna get that on a shirt. You can't put that on a fucking shirt, but that makes more sense than mommy's with the maggots now. I want that on my uh, business card. Your sister's getting in hell. I, I wanted to say that 2013 Evil Dead left such high expectations. Well, it's that payday. It, it's the payday. The payday. But like, I don't even think that's it. If you don't even have the 2013 Evil Dead and you just have this, I still wouldn't like this movie. Well, no, this was standalone garbage. It wasn't related to anything else. Again, we're getting into some spoilers here, but one of the big things that annoyed me about it is that it was not related in any way to the Evil Dead franchise or the Evil Dead mythos. There's that opening scene where they're at a cabin. It's yeah. not the cabin. It's just a cabin. It's like an it's a cabin on a random lake. It's not the there's cabin. A, there's a big means. thing now, Greg, with fucking triangles in horror movies. Yes. You notice that? In, in general. The, in the, the Void. Fucking... The Void yeah. had a fucking triangle. Uh, Midsommar was a fucking triangle cabin. Short answer? Yeah. It's the Illuminati. They're taking over. Illuminati! Put that coffee down. They're trying to speak to us through these triangles. I have a strong theory uh, that the mountain fish is at the heart of this whole fucking scheme. And uh, these triangles are meant to specifically communicate the idea of us killing our families. And with that in mind, I think it's best that we comply as quickly and as efficiently as possible. So sorry, go ahead. You were talking about the cabin at the beginning of the movie. Oh, I was, I was about to go kill my family. Uh, so the cabin at the beginning of the movie, there are two girls and one guy awesome. spending the weekend or whatever, taking a vacation on the lake in a cabin that's clearly not the original uh, from any of the previous Evil Dead movies. One of them becomes a deadite and kills the other two. It's kind of predictable. You know what's going to happen. For some reason, they focused on uh, the text from Wuthering Heights. Yeah. Quoting the book as the other one was reading it, it was kind of like, why is this reference happening? Maybe um, I missed something. Maybe I'm not familiar enough with it. It reminded but... – you know, Greg, that actually reminded me of uh, – remember in the first movie where uh, Linda is flipping the cards? Yeah, and, uh, and there's like I, a telekinesis thing going on. Yeah, but there's, then there's a reference uh, to that, obviously. But then Shelly, Shelly, who's turning into a deadite, has her back turned, not even looking at the cards, and is like going like, "Ace of yeah. Spades," you know, fucking like just like naming <laughs> off the cards and shit. She's I, just I, going, "Ace of Spades, Ace, Ace of Spades, Ace of Spades, Ace of Spades, Killer <laughs> Family." Yeah, so I feel like that was kind of a play on that. Yeah, but I don't the know thing, why they use that book, but whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe uh, I'm sure there's some connection or something. Or it's just it was a particularly gory sounding scene from it that was. story. So they, yeah. they went with it. I don't know. Regardless, you watch the rest of the film. You you wait through the whole rest of the plot just wondering, how is this going to relate? Yeah. 
to the other characters because you jump i think it's like a day earlier it, the, one the day earlier, in the apartment. Yeah. and you're just thinking the whole time how is this going to relate to these other characters is it like this beginning scene because i will admit you know there are some cool shots in this movie there are some cool scenes and one of the one of the better ones was the title scene where the deadite is floating above the water jesus like uh yeah you know having risen very thematic from the depths it was a cool shot. It didn't amount and then to anything. Behind it, in there the was background, no substance the, behind it. Yeah, the title, the title credits, right? Uh, not the title credits. The title rises, if you will. Yes, it's from a the it's lake. a very well made title image. Like it, it that was fucking cool. Was my favorite part of this movie, and I went, okay, here we go. We got ourselves a movie. I like the opener to 2013 more, but this was still fucking good literally all downhill from there yeah it, <laughs> it just did, it did all not live up to that title shot um yeah there is one other uh sequence that i also thought was actually really creepy and really cool again i don't want to give away too much but it's the no the no scene. no we're we're spoiling are we doing spoilers yeah. all right it's yeah, yeah the, i said at the, the beginning deadite, spoiler where the deadite mother is in the hallway and the daughter is looking through the the people yeah was genuinely creepy and the actress that played the deadite mother has a she very very fucking good look to her like deadite sneering face um, yeah she, she played was... the part beautifully i just wish she would have kept yeah. her mouth shut because every line that they gave her when she was possessed was so cringy yeah. same thing with all the other ones it just felt like a try hard attempt at like referencing the exorcist like every every single thing they said was a just a failure at reliving your mom or your mother sucks cracks in hell. They were just trying to do that over and over and yeah. over again. And none of it resonated. None of it really clicked the same way a line like that does. This is uh, uh, Alyssa, Alyssa Sutherland, who is uh, from the series Vikings. She was, ah, God damn. I know what you say about like the dialogue. That was the but, mother? Yeah. Her body language, her physical acting, her facial features, like her, her smiles, oh. her emotion, her facial emotion. It was all very well done. I she just was, wish that there yeah. was a better script. I, I feel like if she wasn't saying stupid things, I can't emphasize it enough. Every line that came out of this actress's mouth just kind of takes you out of the film. It just sounds so bad. Now, um, you mentioned the peephole scene where uh, they're looking out the door, the peephole, and she's kind of staring in. Now, yeah, it's I, basically, I a, it's, br- a, it's a fish lens camera shot of yeah. a what I would describe as a sneering ghoul. Now, I actually wanted to bring that up. I'm a big fan of uh, stuff that happens off camera because I feel like that stuff is kind of the stuff you don't see is terrifying, but not in the Evil Dead franchise. You had four off screen kills in this peephole scene where the neighbors on this floor all get murdered in a matter of 10 seconds mm-hmm. by, uh, by the mom deadite. I like to call this the boss deadite. She's like the, she's like the main boss, right? Sure. Of course. Of course. I, I'm not a fan of the fact that you had these four other characters that were just throwaway that she just massacred in a matter of fucking 10 seconds. I thought that was cheap. Well, I thought it sucked. The thing is, she did need victims that weren't the main cast. You know? That's fine, but they could have done more. And I didn't need to see that through a peephole. Evil Dead is supposed to be 
very in your face, very grueling, very gruesome. And we didn't get that in this scene. It was just so quick. I think they were going for a kind of a specific mood. You know, the earlier Evil Dead films are kind of known for their creative camera work and their, oh, yeah. their innovative uh, shot framing. And this was one of the only times in this one that they actually did something a little bit unique. Yeah, uh, because it was I mean, I, through, I, like, do, I do respect it, but I you didn't have to kill four characters in 10 seconds behind this fucking fisheye lens. True. I, I did think, or I did expect that at least one or two of those characters would have amounted to something more than what they did. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Like they really, I feel like I mean, the one were... character, the one character brought a shotgun in and that was the only thing he was good for, which I thought would have been more. And that well, was also like in that hallway scene was one of the few moments where they actually brought back a little bit of the kind of slapstick, like over the top feel from the earlier films where one of the characters eyeballs was kind of popped out and then launched into the mouth of another that I did appreciate, yeah. I appreciated it as a reference to the earlier ones, but based on it the tone fit. of the rest of the movie, it really didn't fit in it with anything. Fit. Yeah, it's like it wasn't you, funny. You didn't do anything along those lines really throughout. It was just like one moment of absurdity. Yeah, which I, I'll this never one, be upset about. But it was like this one it Looney is, Tunes moment. All it did was serve to remind me of what the rest of the film could have been. Yeah. And then it just wasn't. So you gave me a little crumb and then you just took it away right away. So whoever your fucking name is who directed this, fuck you and don't make any more movies. Not a joke. I'm glad that or you do, brought him up. This is, uh, this is Lee Cronin. Lee Cronin is a very new director. He wrote and directed this movie. The only thing he really did before this was a movie called Hole, The Hole in the Ground which I haven't watched because it's about a fucking hole. I don't give a shit. I'm, I'm sure it, it looks, it sounds like it's getting praise and stuff, but who cares? He did a couple shorts. I just, I, God damn it. I just really wish Fade did this movie. If Fade yeah. wrote and directed this movie, it would have been good. You know, I, I don't really have too many qualms about the actual directing of it. Um, I think that it was he wrote competent movie, as far as that, but the writing is the problem. I think maybe he should have outsourced the writing. Yeah. Sure. Which, um, um, you know, maybe it's like a vanity thing where he's like, I write and direct my own shit or whatever. But, And I don't know if this hole in the ground is any good, but if there isn't a fucking fish in there telling me <laughs> to kill the people I'm closest to, and I don't want to see it. And as a matter um, of fact, Mr. Cronin, I have some advice for you. Maybe you should kill your family. <laughs> Allegedly. The, the fish said it. This is me speaking. This is a fish speaking through me. These are not my own words. Crap. There's a, a couple other things I want to harp on before I get into some positives. Like past Evil Dead movies, they always kind of have like a foreshadow where they show, they'll show different objects, different things in the movie that will be used later on in a grotesque fashion. Of course, like uh, from 2013, we had the nail gun where uh, the brother is working on, like, the, the shed using the nail gun. They show the one girl cutting a beef roast with uh, an electric knife, which she uses to cut her arm off later. In this movie, we have a lot of stuff like that. We show a knife, we Indeed. show a stove, and we show a tattoo gun. But I felt like this movie, as gory as it was, they were playing it safe. We had a scene, and it's even in the previews, where the tattoo gun is being forced on the, on the one daughter's eye, but it doesn't go in the eye. It doesn't tattoo the eye. Like I wanted that tattoo gun to really fuck shit up. Instead, you just got a little scratch on the cheek. 
Yeah, they could have easily done, uh, you know, a reference to, to Fulci films of the past and just jam that right into the eyeball, had it be nice and gooey. Yeah. And a lot of the fluids in this film were, they were either just pure crimson blood or they were like a real vomit. jizzy white kind of yeah. vomit. Uh, so they could have had that just shoot right out of the eyeball, too. You also had uh, the pair of scissors that they very yes. clearly set up earlier. And then uh, one of my favorite parts of the film, a broomstick with a baby head on it that was dubbed Stephanie. Stephanie. That I, I, for some reason, that was, I, I got a kick out of that. That was one of the positives I was going to Yeah, I just, I just I thought like that Stephanie. was funny as hell. The youngest daughter mentioned that early on. She was kind of parading it around the apartment. Uh, you knew Stephanie was going to play a big role at some point. Oh, and yeah. of course, uh, you came up huge, Stephanie. You did exactly what we needed you to do. Good scene of gore there. Stephanie was one of the better parts of the movie. There was a, and another negative I wanted to bring up, too, is that this movie should have been Demons 2, but Evil Dead. Uh, you, had oh, yeah, entire, that, yeah. you had an entire fucking building full of fucking people, yet you isolated to one floor. Why would you do that? Why would the Deadites... Now, the, uh, now, just like the previous Evil Dead movies, they find a way to keep you stuck at the cabin. Right? I don't know why. Can I tell you why? Can I give you the practical answer why? Please. Because this was written to take place in a fucking cabin, but then some genius at the 11th hour said, what if we put it in an apartment building? That's that think tank bullshit, Greg. Yeah, yeah. What are the kids going to relate to nowadays? Kids don't live in cabins anymore. We need to really reach the inner city youth with this one. God Which brings up another one of my major complaints. The whole reason they couldn't leave while this shit was going on was because the elevator was broken and the stairwell was fucked, right? Yeah, what the fuck? So why did the elevator just start working at the end so they could leave? Jesus Christ. All um, of a sudden, it's like, okay, well, it's operational again. I guess the whole problem was we didn't just press the right button. So now we're going down. And, uh, you know, if I can piggyback on my own point here, uh, don't mind if I do, Greg. Okay, go right ahead, Greg. Come on, Greg. Come on, Greg. Why didn't they just fucking kick the deadite bodies out the window? Oh, thank you. They had one of them wrapped up in a bag at one point, laying in a bed, and they're like, oh, I guess we'll just leave it here. Throw it out the fucking window. It's fucking five, maybe seven floors below you. That thing will be out of your lives for at least a while while you kind of regroup or whatever. It Make it the homeless guy the down there is fucking problem. Yeah. yeah. Just throw it out the window. That's, that is the one advantage you have to being in a fucking high-rise apartment that you don't have being in any other building is that you can throw shit out the window. Nobody was thrown out of a window in this. I was actually no. hoping for a scene where somebody got thrown out and we have a nice splat. Yeah, or like a like a fucking double-legged drop kick. It's yeah. a classic. Bingle, bangle, wimble, flamble, man. That's what I'm saying. Or at least down uh, the elevator shaft or like down the stairwell or something. I'm surprised nobody got dropped down the stairwell and impaled on rebar, something like yeah, that. Yeah, like, there was no there was none of that. Uh, wasted opportunities. Like, the okay. entire building should have been infected with deadites instead of just the mom. And then a couple other asshole deadites popping up towards the end. Which, failed which my level. fucking God, why did they CGI their fucking eyes? It reminded me of Blade Trinity when Wesley Snipes refused oh. to open his eyes in that scene. They CGI'd his eyes. That's it what it look fucking good. looked like. It looked terrible. The CGI scenes really stood out to me because the CGI looked like shit. I felt like it was a fucking DC movie or a fucking Marvel movie. Also, 
Were you as confused as I was to find that there was a uh, wood chipper in the parking garage? Why was there a wood chipper there? There's no fucking wood around. Same answer as before, I guess. This was supposed to take place in a different setting. Yes. So they kind of, they just adapted it to fit in, uh, you know, a more urban environment. To uh, what the fuck, man? Because we need to reach these kids. What? Now, Lee Cronin, your name is Cronin, not Cronenberg. What the Clearly. fuck was up with the Cronenberg monster at the end of the movie? I hated that too. There has never yeah. been that in Evil Dead. I appreciate something new, but why are we doing the fucking color out of space body horror shit yeah, in an Evil I, Dead I, movie? Same same thing here, I guess. I appreciated the attempt, but they should sure. have kept it kind of in the shadows because as soon as they showed it, oh. on, it just looked absurd. It did. And, uh, you know, those kids, they were shitty in life, and they were just <laughs> as shitty in death. Like, oh, they, God. I don't know. They're young actors. I really am. I just are we just young, old? But... Are we just getting old? Is that no? It? It's that it's that kids can't act and they try to and they really just shouldn't be encouraged. Ugh. Tell your kids to stop having dreams and just be crack addicts and prostitutes like they were always fucking destined to be. This is Hollywood. Don't fucking waste everybody else's time by trying to fucking spit the words off of a page and like doing it badly. These kids could not act, and I have no idea why them above anybody else were cast in a large budget evil dead movie if they were going to go for like a b-movie feel i get it cast somebody who sucks yeah. by all means that just adds to the fucking mood but yeah if you're going to make a serious take on a horror film like a like a seriously like creepy gory evil dead like our lord and savior fede did in 2013 <laughs> You need to actually put some effort into the acting talent, and they did not do it here. The Ocho is very disappointed. They could have just hired the cast from Stranger Things as these kids. Those little fuckers aren't even just good at acting. They also know how to rock. Just like Dee Snyder. Yeah. Uh, but back on, uh, I'm, uh, this is the third time I'm coming to this. The movie should have fucking ended with their own personal 9-11 Instead of the fucking wood chipper bullshit we got. Oof. Their own personal 7-Eleven with beers and snacks given okay. out to the deadites. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, let's 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 uh you know let's pursue this idea. They did set it in a high-rise apartment building, so what is yeah. the natural enemy of the apartment building? Clearly the 747. Yes! So why didn't why didn't they work that in somehow? Like a passing airliner picks up the recording on their radio, just like a garbled frequency. Yes! Pilot turns yes! into a deadite. Yes! Fucking has no choice but to aim directly for the book. Comes in, fucking boom. We relive America's greatest tragedy. Like a moth to the flame, right? Yeah, perfect ending. Perfect fucking ending, Greg. Never forget. Yeah, but uh, I did enjoy hearing Bruce Campbell's voice in the recording. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did. Uh, I picked that up. That was that was great. I enjoyed that very much. Uh, and also, I uh, I do like the idea that that voice isn't just Bruce Campbell, but it could be Ash Williams still stuck in a fucking time warp trying to put an end to evil. I also really like the fact that in the recording, it seems like my favorite parts are at the beginning of the recording. Yeah, well, the re it really wasn't a good movie. No. Uh, in the recording, they mentioned that this is one of three 
Necronomicon Ex Mortis books out there floating around. So we are going to get another Evil Dead movie. Hopefully Lee Cronin has absolutely fucking nothing to do with it. And we oh, yeah. get because in this back. bullshit, cynical Hollywood world we live in, why make anything without the intention of turning it into a fucking trilogy? Let's get fucking, let's get five more of these. Why not set it up for fucking, let's get the Flash flying in on a fucking time loop, warning Ash Williams that there's more fucking deadites coming from the future and Batman's riding his ass straight to fucking Krypton. Only if Michael Keaton comes back. That's what I'm talking about, baby. Yeah, I don't think I want to see any more Evil Dead movies. I think this is it for me. I think I'm fucking done. You think that's it? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. this 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 is the last one. It's over. Honestly, no, seriously. You've never had a bad Evil Dead movie until now, and it broke my... This movie broke my heart, dude. It should not have had the Evil Dead name on it. This is a, a extreme drop in quality for the franchise. Well... My man, I'm sorry. There is going to be another Evil Dead move. Now, uh, we're not fucking a dude. Like, obviously, we love Bruce Campbell. We love Stan. Uh, they produced the movie, so they were they had a lot behind it. But I I want to put all this blame on Lee Cronin. Lee Cronin actually came out and said that he has future chapters for Evil Dead in his in yeah. his head. Uh, sequels. Yeah, I'm sure one. you do, Cronin. I'm sure there's a lot of vinyl records in there. I'm sure there's oh, a lot of God. fucking TikTok. She got all oh, kinds God. of great ideas to ruin her favorite franchises, Cronin. One of one of the ideas he has is that he wants uh he wants to do a movie behind the recordings, the story with the priest that get oh, fucking possessed by this. Uh he also wants to go back to the apartment because as you know, there were still like four fucking deadites on the top floor just hanging out. Yeah, unresolved. It did not end well. Um no. I'll just I'll just throw that out there. Loose ends were abundant. A major plot point involving the main character being pregnant for no reason. No fucking... No, the reason is because something about... I don't know, fucking... There's a theme that, oh, God, having kids sucks or having kids is great. I don't fucking know. It's it's so it's so shitty. Something about motherhood. Honestly, don't care because that was a subplot, like you said, that went fucking nowhere. Yeah, no, I think it was just another part of the fucking think tank. Where's like, what are the kids into nowadays? Final Having records. Babies. DJing. Single motherhood. Yay! Like, I honestly, I believe that's why that even existed, because it had no bearing on the plot. No. It didn't go anywhere. They focused on it kind of too much at the beginning. Who takes a pregnancy test in, a, like, a dingy venue bathroom? <laughs> bathroom at the Old Pink. Yeah, like, why are you doing that? You couldn't wait until you got back to your hotel or something? Oh, God. Like, they, they really just focused on that aspect of it way too much. There is one scene where the uh, the boss deadite, as you put it, was like, I'll swallow your soul, and then kind of touched her abdomen and was like, ooh, two souls. That was it. it, was just, it and that's the last you heard of the pregnancy. Like, then the little that kid right said, there, are, it, are you going to have a baby? Been... And she was like, yeah. The end. It could have been fun if, like, the boss deadite was like, you know, abortion's illegal now, but luckily for you, I saw dirty dancing and just starts fucking ripping the fetus out. Like that would have been great. Well, I thought we were gonna get a cool scene where the, you know, the fetus was possessed and kind of tore its way out or something, or like. Okay, okay, kind of like uh, I, the I fucking Don the Don Dead shit. Like yeah, uh, or just yeah. anything, literally yeah. anything. If, if, if they would have incorporated the womb 
in any way. Like, just it had nothing to do with like, the plot. Yeah, like the end of the no movie reason. when you think you think they're safe and it bursts out of her womb like fucking right. alien. Yeah, or even even give us a post credit scene where the baby just kind of kicks and makes like a like a weird demonic noise or something. You know? Or like you know, yeah, like post credit like getting a sonogram and it's like a fucking clearly oh, a dead eye. Oh, and don't get me started on the post credit scene. <laughs> There fucking wasn't one! There wasn't one! No, there's there's a sound of flies buzzing for like a second and a half. What the fuck, Bronin? Nothing, no no Bruce Campbell cameo, no little tease at especially if you're gonna make a fucking sequel to this. Yeah. Nothing? No no like Nothing. lead in to your next great idea that takes place in the past where there's fucking priests reading the Necronomicon? You're a fucking genius, my friend, for thinking that up, so by the way. You Where's have, the fucking post credit scene? You talked about loose ends. There's a fucking deadite chilling at this lake cabin, just fucking floating around like yeah. goddamn Chris fucking Angel. And Is then she's got floating? You probably. That would have been fucking perfect. Just for like three seconds, end credit, after the credits, it just shows that Deadite still floating, and it just kind of, like, checks its watch. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, can I stop this now? Like, how long do you want me to float? <laughs> I got a lot of ideas, Cronin. Fucking call me up. I'll teach you how to write. But then, see, God damn it, you have four fucking Deadites still in this apartment. Just yeah. hanging out. Yeah, with a CGI couple of them back at the lake. Eyes. They're around. They're around. There's you got you got five deadites. Now, I don't know, man. Maybe I'm just fucking cynical. Maybe I'm fucking nihilistic. Whatever when it comes to this shit. But oh, maybe you're man, Daniel Day Lewis. I this this movie just fucking broke my heart. Now it's fucking awful. Um, so with a heavy head and a heavy heart, I have no choice but to give it the ultimate review score of a five out of five. <laughs> Two out of Dead five. Dead but true. Two okay. out of five. I did enjoy some of the gore. I uh, I, I did enjoy some Easter eggs. But yeah, you know. I mean, I mean, that might be the the biggest annoyance of all, though, is that this director clearly, is, I'm is even going to say, like, is a, is a fan of a fan. the previous yeah. films, yeah. but just missed the mark so hard and on every possible level. I think, I, and I, I, all I can assume is that the the, the studio insisted that they update it for a modern audience. And yeah. I hate to say it, and I, I'm pretty sure I can get away with this because nobody who listens to our podcast is under the age of, like, 45, but uh, the modern audience, the kids, you fucking suck, and this is your they fault. Suck. Oh, yeah, they this suck. is a mirror. The badness of this film is a mirror into the terrible nature of your lives. Swallow I... that down and try to sleep tonight. Who writes this shit? Last year... Fede Alvarez did the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie with terrible characters that were modern day characters, but it was like a satire of it. It was like also a brilliant film in every possible way. Yeah, yeah it absolutely. It's amazing. It's amazing. He's People a saint in filmmaking. Yeah. Like, 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 seriously, if you shit on that movie, suck my dick. Go yeah, see the fish, beautiful, kill your family. Beautiful soul. Wonderful um, man. But, like, it had the shitty characters in that movie, but it was like almost like a satire thing. This movie, they made those characters try to be like relatable and cool they played them in a way that it's like this is just modern life yeah and maybe in just a just the most existentially depressing way possible 
Maybe they're right. I don't know, and, Greg. I don't... And maybe this film just was not for us. Maybe. There's probably 15 to 30-year-olds that just love the shit out of this. And you know what? If that's your opinion, more power to you. I'm glad you enjoyed it. But I think this was just not made for me. And as a uh, as a lifelong Evil Dead fan, I, I got to just fucking give this one the boot. Yeah. I'll never watch it again. Nope. No thanks. No. Unless there's like a director's cut with like extra 20 minutes of bullfuckery, I'll probably see it because I'm a fucking horror slut. Core. Oh, they'll get us on that. Yeah. No, no, no doubt yeah, about no, it. Like, I. Oh, no, no. They're going to get me on it. Yeah. I am as angsty as I am fickle. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll pay money for this again if they release yeah, uh, five minutes of extra yeah. footage. And uh, in a couple of years, Bruce Campbell said there's going to be an Evil Dead movie every couple of years now. And apparently there's an Evil Dead animated series in the works that's going to be coming out on Netflix. You want to know Bruce why? Campbell. Huh? Because Bruce got to retire and he wants to make that money without actually working. So I, I don't blame him. Do your thing, man. Bruce. Yeah, you fucking I mean, put the work in. We Evil all love Dead, you. Evil Dead Rise is doing great in the box office right now, man. Just please. And I know you're listening, Bruce Campbell. I know you're a huge fan of this podcast. You've uh, nope, told me personally before in my dreams. <laughs> um, please, please, please don't beat this franchise into the ground just because you're old and you want to make money off of it. Oh, it's my, it's just my only my only prayer to you, to that fish that took over my brain on a mountain. Just any any power, any cosmic power out there that has any control over this. Huh? Do not ruin the Evil Dead franchise. It's it's one of the best ones. And so far, it's only been tarnished this one time. Yeah, it's not like Halloween where you have a handful of movies that are just god awful. Yeah, you I mean, know, that's it's... that's the crazy thing. Like, Evil Dead is a it's a franchise that doesn't have nine iterations so far. You know, it yeah. has, what, four? And they were all good. They were all good, yeah. You know, the, the series was great. One. Oh, uh, this was This amazing. was the first misstep. So there's still time to fucking right the ship. You can still bring this in the right direction. If you take that sequel that's going to be set in the past and you make that another Army of Darkness, I think that yeah. might be the right direction. Sure. You know, get away from the serious tone a little bit. Just go fucking wacky. Bring in the Three Stooges. Bring in the slapstick. Get a protagonist that's just a fucking dick to everyone. Yeah, yeah get Will Ferrell in the movie. Fuck. Yeah, just, uh, well, maybe not that far. Yeah, I, well, yeah, okay. Maybe Will Smith. Uh, we'll get him just fucking just slapping the shit out of deadites everywhere. It'll be fucking awesome. I don't know. I'm I'm not here to write this shit. I'm here just to fucking tell you how not to write this shit. So there there is another book out there, and oh. that's going to be the next movie. Good. Yeah, there's there's three fucking books. Like Bruce said, there's going to be another Evil Dead movie coming out in a couple of years. Every well, couple of years, there's going to be an Evil Dead movie. Like I always say, if Bruce said it. You best not forget it. I've heard you say that before. And with that said, yes. Why don't you love each other? Why don't you care for one another? But most importantly, kill your your family! family. Yay! Keep it 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 Good night. Bye. (laughs) Yeah!
home. That's scary. Now write your family. I'll give you a beer. You should probably kill your family. Kill your family. Let's kill our family. Kill your family. Maybe we should kill our family. Let's kill our family. Kill your 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 family. Kill my family. Kill your 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 family. Kill my family. Kill your 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 family. God, I can't get this fucking fish out of my head. Shimmy, 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 shimmy. I wish I knew how to quit you. Kill your family.